0: I'm sure many of us are watching the Olympics right now. For me, it's so exciting because this is my second Olympics as an American citizen. (laughs) Remember 2016? (laughs) And now uh, the Japan Olympics. And just great to be cheering our teams and waving the American flag. I'm so proud proud of that. But I was also excited this week that Fiji, One gold at the Sevens Rugby competition. This is the second time, once in Rio, and now again in Japan. And so Fiji is celebrating, probably for the whole month or for the whole year. (laughs) It's the only game that we play. (laughs) And we love Sevens Rugby. So that is so exciting. This Sunday we continue with the bread of life gospel. And I think it's, I'm still troubled by what Bishop Barron shared that 70% of Catholics do not believe in the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. 70%. 7-0, Seven zero, not one seven. Seven zero. This is... wow. Huge. Seventy percent of us do not believe in the real presence. The gospel today and the readings of today challenge us with this. They challenge us with our faith. Do we really believe that Jesus is the bread of life? Do we really believe that Jesus is present in the Eucharist? I remember one of the hymns that we used to sing when I was in primary school. (laughs) Look beyond the bread you eat. See your Savior and your Lord. Look beyond the cup you drink. See his love poured out as blood. I love this song because it truly expresses the Eucharist. To look beyond the bread and see your Savior. In your Lord. Look beyond the cup you drink and see His love poured out as blood. Because for us today, if we truly believe in this, it'll change our life. Change our life to be a better person. I I, I think I've shared this with you, when I went to Rome I was quite disappointed when I came back because in Rome you only see the huge, gigantic statues of Peter, of Paul, of the martyrs, of all the saints, very little of Jesus, Jesus is only a lamb in the church. Signifying his presence in the tabernacle that was all and I was troubled by this so when I came back I shared with this with my spiritual director and I shared this with my priest friends and one of my priest friends said have you been to the Holy Land? I said yes what do you see there? footprints of Jesus Hello. I said well that's the Holy Land that's where Jesus was born became human like us he lived his life 33 years and you when you go on a Holy Land trip you follow the footsteps of Jesus so it's an experience of G- traveling with Jesus on this journey of faith in Rome it's the fruits of what Jesus had done. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. That Jesus chose ordinary people, fishermen, tax collectors. Some of these are amazing. Their stories. But they are chosen by God to go and spread the good news to the world. And Rome was the center of the Roman Empire there. So if you want to announce anything to the world, you go to Rome. So Rome was where these giants of our faith, the apostles, Peter and Paul, all these saints were martyred in Rome. But this is where their lives were changed and they changed the world. Changed the whole Roman Empire to become Catholic. That is truly amazing. That is what changes the lives because they truly believe that God was with them. I was reading one of these magazines by the Sisters of Notre Dame. And Sister Pat, she just tried to explain very simply explanation to explain scripture in one sentence (laughs) she did it quite inspiring for me she just said in scripture it is God is in us and we are in God God comes to us changes us to become divine to share in his divinity God is in us and we are in God this is what we do here every Sunday every day we celebrate the Eucharist God comes to live in us and we in God and when that happens it changes our lives it changes our language The language we speak is the language of God, is the language of love. The actions that we do are all acts of mercy, labor of love, works of charity. It changes everything about us. And this is what Jesus reminds this crowd following him. He had just fed this. With the multiplication of the loaves and the fish. And he goes, try to turn away from them. They keep following him. And today, they're asking him, Hey, where did you go? I said, Why are you following me? Are you coming just for another f- free fish dinner? <laughs> so he relates what Moses did when the people of Israel were complaining, why bring us to the desert? When in Egypt we had meat, we had all kinds of wonderful food. Now we are starving in this desert. And then God told Moses that he will provide quail in the evening and manna in the morning like the dewfall the dewfall, remember this word, the dewfall in the morning. And they are to collect this every day. They will be nourished by the manna and the quail. Every day. They are told not to hoard this, but to trust in God's providence that every day they will be fed with manna in the desert and quail in the evening. That is the Eucharist. And this is what Jesus tells the the crowd following him. Because in the gospel today, it says, amen, amen, it was not Moses who gave the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. And they said, Sir, give us this bread always. And he reveals himself to us. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger. Whoever believes in me will never thirst. This is the Eucharist. This is the bread of life. Jesus. Do you believe this? Because if you do, Then St. Paul, in his letter to the Ephesians, tells the Ephesians, if you believe in Jesus Christ, then put on the new self. Do away with the old way of life. Change your life and allow the life of Christ to become part of you, of your life. Putting, Putting on the new self. And this is the challenge for you and me today That if we truly believe this We will become saints If we truly believe in the real presence of Jesus As the bread of life Our relationships with one another will change Because the way we look at other We see God in one another We respect each other the language that we speak with one another is the language of love not hatred that causes division but is the language that unites people our behavior changes we respect each other we don't kill one another but we love and respect each other and that's why god gave us laws rules commandments to follow to free us from the old self and to begin a whole new life so today it's a big challenge for you and me this past week uh, merrily this, sent me an envelope <laughs> i thought it was a check <laughs> But she had this note on it. And I'd like to share with you, because it's a wonderful reflection. And it says, every superhero has an origin story. Peter Parker was beaten by a radioactive spider and became the Spider-Man. Steve Rogers, was injected with a secret serum and morphed into Captain America. And Moses, well, he was a killer, a fugitive from justice when God called him to lead his people out of slavery. When we look at the Bible, every hero every heroine in the Bible is shown to be a combination of strengths and weaknesses of sin and righteousness. And so because the Bible is the story of how God called ordinary people sinners just like us Just like Peter and Paul, the 12 apostles, all the saints in Rome, to fulfill his plan of salvation, it's the glory of God pouring out his grace on us every day, people to help them accomplish great things in his name we will accomplish great things in jesus name in god's name when we truly believe in the real presence of jesus in the eucharist it will change us to become like one of these saints changing people's lives making a difference in our world So today let us pray that you and I sinful though we may be God can use you to do great things for God in your own little way with your family, with your friends with the people that you interact with each day we are called to bring the presence of God That we receive today in the Eucharist. To others. Because God is in us. We are in God. Let us believe. And let us go. And change the world. God bless you.